0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because we've got Jack back on the podcast. He is going to be talking about how he's feeling a month out from the London Marathon, as well as answering some questions from you guys. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right, Jack, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very excited. I
0: don't know how many podcast episodes you've been on now, but definitely a good number.
1: Yeah, I think this is my third. I'm, I'm, I'm back here for number three.
0: I feel like it must be like four or five because we've done that Valentine's episode.
1: Oh, we did. That was very romantic, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We All talk right. about how we met. So, if anyone's ever interested, then feel free. But today we're talking about the fact that when we release this podcast episode on the second of September, Jack will be a month out from the London Marathon. And how are you feeling? I mean, um, we'll get into it with the questions. But yeah, how are you feeling so far?
1: I I've, I had a real sudden realization when I was on the eighteen mile run this this weekend just gone and. I was thinking to myself, there is no possible way I can add another 8.2 miles onto this. I genuinely believe. Well, I believed at that moment in time, there was no way I was gonna I was gonna do this. I mm. don't think I can do this. That feeling hasn't changed as much as I thought it would. But I'm trying to see the differences. I'm trying to see the positives and I'm trying to see the fact that when you're running, especially for the first time, you're gonna have these horrible sort of realizations that like you don't genuinely believe you can do this. But with the temperature dropping, and I'm a, I'm a much better runner in cold temperatures than I am hot temperatures, with that happening, and also with uh, a lot of people being on the sides of the London Marathon, you know, being along the side of the road and stuff like that, cheering, cheering me on, hopefully I'm going to have a pretty decent fan base, you know, see a lot of people there. Um, and of course, you're going to be running with me. So I should, in theory, be okay. Yeah. I hope.
0: fingers crossed. No, he's going to be great. And for those that don't know and haven't listened to an episode that I recorded a few weeks back, I'll I'll be running with Jack as a part of the London Marathon media team. So I'm super excited. They invited me and I'm so pumped. But I will be there just in case Jack needs some support. But I will also be recording his entire experience. So, So very, very exciting. But before we get into these questions, we are going to do some highs and lows for the week. All right, Jack. What is your high and low for the week?
1: My high of the week is the fact that I ran 18 miles on the weekend. So that's that was a pretty good high. Pretty pleased. Longest you've ever run, huh? Longest I've ever run, and I was quite alright with stopping whilst I was on the run as well. I was comfortable with it, and I feel like that is a very good thing. That a lot of runners, from what I've heard, it is a very good thing to train yourself to do. Like you do need to know that you can stop, and it is okay to stop. So yeah, I was I was was pleased. I I was happy with my 18 miles.
0: Good. Good. I would say my high for the week is probably the fact that it's we have a bank holiday weekend. It's just nice. We've had a really nice weekend just chilling out and having, you know, fun, doing fun things, going out for food, um, doing our long runs, but it feels a lot less rushed, especially when like both of us are doing long runs. It feels like now we've had this extra day to kind of recover and, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty nice, but...
1: I had him at Flurry, so I am. He I'm did. All, I'm all good. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna have a pizza tonight as well. So I, I'm really pushing my. I'm pushing my legs to the limit with the running. and I'm pushing my stomach to the limit with the amount of dairy I'm having. So I am, <laughs> I'm pumped.
0: So what's your low for the week then, Jack?
1: How I felt after running said 18 miles. Oh my god, I was not in a good place after I ran that amount of mileage, um, and my knees are suffering. And for those who obviously listen to Lizzie's podcast, the podcast, this podcast, you're going to know that my knees are not, they're not good. I've had my ACL reconstructed, I've had the cartilage scraped, I've had loads of PRP injections, which I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's uh, protein-rich plasma, which is very, very interesting, but I've had quite a few of them uh, to try and build up the strength of the knee. um, And... It's a difficult one because, yeah, after so much running, I just really struggled. So uh, that, that's that's my low—just how I felt after mm. the 18 miles, and that and that realization that maybe, just maybe, I might not be able to do this. But uh, yeah, yeah. And and your your low?
0: I think I'm just kind of as I'm coming to I'm am after this week I'm going to start tapering for Berlin. So as you guys know, I'm doing Berlin Marathon before I run London with Jack and I feel like sometimes the taper is a bit, lots of people like it. I really like sort of like the bulk of marathon training where you're just going really hard, and I think also not knowing sort of what my next race is, is a bit, I think it's a bit of a toxic thing, but I I don't really feel like I have very much, I feel like I have more purpose when I have like a race that I am training towards, which Sounds like a negative thing, and I know that rest is very important, but I, I don't know, I think I'm kind of, we're getting close to the Berlin Marathon, we're getting close to London Marathon, and I'm definitely already, like, thinking about what my next race will be after that, so... I'm hoping to kind of find something and yeah if anyone has anything let me know but I definitely would like to get my next race on the schedule pretty soon but yeah without further ado let's just jump right into the episode. All right, before we jump into the Q&A for Jack, I just wanted to answer a quick question from um, someone on TikTok Live. Sophie, who was at the park run a couple weeks ago, would I do another trail marathon? I am, that's a tough one because the first trail marathon I ever did was also my first marathon. If you haven't listened to that episode, I will link it in the show notes. It's it's a very hilarious episode because how I came to running that marathon was that I didn't actually know that I was signing up for a trail marathon. I thought that it was just a marathon. And it was one of the hardest things that I have ever done. I think it was like nearly 3,000 feet of elevation gain, and it was very, very tough. And it was, it was, it's hard with a trail marathon, especially with that much elevation gain, because I can't really like try and go for a time. And I found that with that trail marathon, I was kind of just like, I'd like to finish and that's like my main goal. Would I ever do another one? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I love trail running. I miss like I I started distance running in Washington where we have a lot of trails. And so I would never say never, but I think for the time being, I think one of my main goals sort of coming up after, you know, Berlin and London would be it would be great to kind of start focusing more on speed and time because I'd really like to start, you know, working towards hopefully qualifying for the Boston Marathon one day. That's a whole nother episode in itself, and that's something that I really need to look into more and research more, but I definitely wanna complete the World Abbott Majors. I know I don't have to do it in the next year, but I think the Boston Marathon is definitely gonna be one that's tough to qualify for given that I need to run 45 minutes faster as a qualifying time than my current best time. So I won't I won't go into the details of that too much. We'll save that for another episode. But let's just start with some of the questions that we've gotten. So I've got a screenshot up on the side here of some questions from Instagram, but also people in the TikTok live are more than welcome to ask questions as well. So we just wanted to make the subject of this sort of just the fact that Jack is one month out. All
1: about me. <laughs>
0: 1 month 1 month out from the London Marathon. So, starting with a question from Zoe, what's your one tip that you would give to someone training for their first marathon?
1: Make sure that you get a training plan. It's a good tip. Just it sets you up so much better for the whole time. You you know when you're going to be running, you know how long you're going to be running, and you know that gradually it'll increase. And you will increase with it. You'll do good with it. So just, just get a training plan set up. Whether or not you get like a fitness coach to do it for you or whether you get, you know a partner to do it yeah i obviously am very fortunate that liz runs marathons for fun and she just did me a training plan and was like there you go do that and you'll be okay i'm very fortunate with that position but if you know anybody in like that you know the the fitness field or the coaching field and stuff like that and they can they can write up something for you highly highly recommend just get a plan in place of what you're going to do to train
0: Yeah, I think kind of going off of that as well, like the toughest part is that 16 weeks or however many weeks you're doing of training, you do so much training for one day for that 26.2 miles. So make sure that you find a plan that is suitable to you, you and your pace, you know, whether that's also framed around your goals. For most people with the first marathon, it's just to finish. So you're not really necessarily going for time, but it's completely up to you. And, you know, you can... Hello, Angela from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I lost my train of thought completely. Chicago. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's super important with training plans to find one that is going to be comfortable enough for you. That is going to be, you know, one that does isn't going to overwork you and isn't going to push you too much to burnout or like to injury. So yeah. Next question is from Aquamarine um, is the username. What's the furthest you will run before the big day? What's the fueling plan?
1: Longest I'll run is 20 miles. And I
0: think that's the, not this weekend, but next weekend.
1: Please do not remind <laughs> me. Uh, and the fueling plan. Do you mean the fueling plan for like, I'm going to assume for the day. Yeah. And if that is the case, then a couple of days before, I'm going to carbo-load hard. Like, super hard. Like Michael Scott in the office carbo-loading. For it's, his 5k. It's going it's, it's to be so much fettuccine Alfredo. It's going to be ridiculous. The following day... I will likely keep it light maybe the evening before as well I will again fettuccine alfredo or I will just absolutely destroy some pasta and some meatballs I love me some meatballs so I'll do that that's my fueling plan don't at me the meatballs are in there
0: what about fueling plan they could also be meaning fueling plan for during your run so how are you fueling during the marathon? It's
1: great question, Liz. Thank you very much. So every five miles, I'm going to be... No, every every six miles, I'm going to take a goo energy gel. And I swear, if I don't have the salted caramel ones, I'm going to flip. Because the salted caramel goo energy gels are the greatest thing on this planet for running. I love them. I could just eat them, just casually. Just, I will eat them casually. In fact, I might go to the cupboard now and get one. I'm pumped for this.
0: I introduced Jack to them and we were kind of, I was showing him different flavors, but I remember like my London marathon experience, having the salted caramel during the marathon feels, it's just so nice because it it does honestly taste like you're having just straight up caramel in a sachet, but it's so, so good. But yeah, and obviously he, you also run with a hydration backpack as well.
1: I do. I'm very professional. Yes. Yeah, and I I basically have the energy gel, and then I will have a load of water, and I will just swash them around. Swash? Is that a good... swashing? Squishing? Slashing? Whatever. I hope you're
0: actually drinking it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not just like... sloshing! That's the word. You slosh it around in your mouth, and then you drink it all, and you're all good. But yes, that's my fueling plan. Luckily, and...
0: they also, for the London Marathon, if they're doing the same as they did last year, Lucozade is like their main sponsor for like all of your electrolyte drinks at the different drink stations, as well as they hand out Lucozade gels. Um, so you might you might be able to get that. Jack Pumped. loves his Lucozade, loves. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to the next question from Yasmina. What has changed since the beginning of the marathon training?
1: My legs.
0: (laughs) He won't shut up about his legs.
1: My legs. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Calves for days.
0: Okay. Yeah, fair. Jack has been very obsessed with his legs and like actually like having like calf muscles as well, which is very- Very new to me. It's interesting though, because I have always like had like very big calves and I've always been very insecure about them until I went viral with- my leg with my one right calf on tiktok but i i don't know why i've always been really insecure about my calves and how muscular they are and i don't know it comes it it might come from all the years of soccer but also just running in general but at the end of the day i'm grateful for them they get me from one place to the other and they've carried me through a few marathons
1: sophie knows
0: yes that's good yeah
1: I appreciate you you coming to my aid here, Sophie. <laughs> they are the, the absolute best thing. Like, I've never had mus- muscular legs. I've always been quite a... Uh, when I was a kid, I was a very slim, very skinny kid. And then I got really big after my multi- multi- yeah, multiple operations. Uh, and now it's like, oh my God, I actually have some form of muscle on the lower half of my body. I am pretty, pretty good. Because when you have your ACL reconstructed, what they do is they actually take ligament or they take like hamstring from the leg that isn't injured. And what they'll do is they'll like cut down that and take part of your hamstring and put it in your like your injured knee so what happens is you get both legs one of them looks like the you know the the kebab the lamb spinning at that the start such of the a bad night image. at the start of the night that's what your leg looks like that like loads of meat on it it's big it's doing this it's doing the business at the end of the night when there's like nothing on it and it's that like it's really thin like cut down bit of lamb that's what my left leg was like from where they took the hamstring so i had like one kebab leg at the start of the night and one at the end of the night and it was it it wasn't good it wasn't good
0: have um, your legs evened out now
1: they, they evened out about a year after because i was just doing tons of squats and life has a way of not only giving you your legs back but giving you a fat ass so it's all good
0: i may or may not edit that out
1: you can edit out what you like but the fans know <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Next question from Hannah. What is the one thing you are the most excited about running the London Marathon?
1: Obviously, it's very exciting and very nice to have Liz with me when I'm running this. Like, I will know that I will have her by my side pushing me to, to be able to do it. So, like, when I'm really in, like, the dark moments, I know that she'll just be able to, like, slap me and be just like, come on, you, you get with it. You, you've got this. Um, so that's obviously one great thing uh, my parents are going to be there as well which is a massive thing for me um, because they do not go to London very often and it's definitely something that my they're, they're very worried about me doing it my mum especially but I think when they see me actually running they'll be like wow okay you know he can actually do it and you know he's he's come a long way um, in five years so five years being when I when I ruptured my spleen so yeah I, I'm I'm very pumped for that so I think that's what's going to give me the most like motivation and stuff. Mm. I don't even think that was the question. I can't even remember.
0: No, it's, I mean, it's, that's, that's, everyone has, I think, a different thing that they're excited for. Obviously, the London Marathon is, you know, a really big spectacle event and lots of people come, but also at the same time, for lots of people, it may be their first, their second marathon, and just having those people there, and I think especially for you, Jack, we've been, you've been talking about how, like, this is such a testament to, you know, what you went through five years ago, and how far you've come, and, you know, being able to, in a month's time, say that you ran a marathon after having your after rupturing your own spleen is just like insane and having the you know crazy amount of surgeries that you have had and so i think it'll be a very emotional moment i'm i'm gonna put it down now i'm gonna make a bet that you will get emotional i think
1: you will i think i'll be too tired to get emotional I think everyone I
0: will- Everyone cries. Nicole didn't think she would cry. I said she was going to cry and she did. So, and she said I should have put money down. So maybe I should have put money down.
1: <laughs> how, how about this? On, on TikTok, on TikTok live and on your podcast right now, I will give you a 50 pound bet that I will not cry. Okay. <laughs> Come on, shake my hand if you think, if you're that confident. All right, cool.
0: I'm confident.
1: <laughs> you, you, you're you confident I'm going to cry. Yes. When I cross the finish line.
0: At some point during the marathon, you will cry. Well,
1: hold on, hold on. I could cry because I'm like... In serious, like pain, or I could cry because, like,
0: Caitlin you know. says that Jack is feeling confident today, and now he's suddenly going back on it. His...
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Hold on, I'm not going back on it. I'm only going back on it because you have just suddenly changed it from you're gonna cry at the end to no, no, no. You're gonna cry, you
0: cry sometime throughout the marathon. Everyone cries. You, everyone has a moment. It may not be when you cross the finish line. Most people are too overwhelmed by the amount of people you're trying to like shovel through to get your medal and your. Finish t-shirt, there's a point in the marathon where you're going to hit some sort of a high and you've hit the runner's high a couple times now, and it's gonna be emotional because everything's gonna then like, you're gonna be so focused on like running and like the miles, but then there's gonna be moments where you suddenly realize like, you know, what you're doing, you know, why you're there and like what you're accomplishing. And that, that overwhelming like realization will be what makes you cry. And that is when I will be 50 pounds richer. Next question. Also, hello, Eleanor. Question from Kelly. What is your biggest fear about the marathon? So sort of the other side of...
1: Probably that you're going to be annoyed that you're 50 pounds poorer, but um, <laughs> what is my biggest fear? My biggest fear of the marathon is honestly just not being able to complete it. That That's obviously the biggest fear. I want to be able to prove to myself that I can do it. I want to prove now to my family that all of this, you know, oh, Jack, I'm really worried about you. And oh, I don't think you can do it. And I, I think you're pushing yourself too much. I want to obviously show them like... I don't care what you say I I have got the ability to do this and you know I, I said to you the other day didn't I? I asked me like a month ago and there is absolutely no way I thought I was going to be able to do like nine miles from where we live up to Westminster yeah absolutely not like there's no possible chance I thought that that would be a thing and I just went ahead and did it and it just felt so natural and felt like yeah this this isn't that bad There's people everywhere, people everywhere in London. I don't know how you ever ran in the city centre, like, regularly. I did it once and I'm put off forever.
0: I'm just, I'm such a tourist. I'm so, I love it. I'm such an American in London and I will just, I will admit it. I love just being cheesy and running around Big Ben and, you know, the London Eye and just being, oh, you know. But that's just me, personally. But I also strategically would run early in the morning to avoid the crowds so
1: crowds are just, i just i can't deal with people
0: mm, well just wait until the London marathon <laughs> next question from connie how different is your mentality now in comparison from week one
1: well it's a great question because as you saw well as, as i hope a lot of people saw on the video that went on to Liz's profile it went on to the london marathons profile it went on their instagram it went on their tiktok it was me being like, oh my God, like, I've got in, like, "I'm no, surely not. Like, sh- I'm, oh, I've got to do this. Oh man, come on. Now I'm at the stage of, I'm doing this. I am 100% doing this. I'm going to prove to everyone I can do it. I don't care about you know, how I felt at the beginning. Looking at it now, I'm 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 very, very pleased that all of this has happened because not only has it made me fitter in general, it has allowed me to get back to my weekend football. And that is something that to be quite honest, I never thought I'd be fit enough to get back to again. Um, I don't play at a high level. I play at a very recreational level on the weekends, I, but it's a team of people that I've like grown up with over the years and I enjoy it. And I feel so much fitter now that I'm able to do it. It just, it just makes me so much happier being able to do it. So my mentality has shifted from, oh my good God, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this to this has actually changed my life completely and I'm so pumped. Mm. So I am, I am pumped.
0: Yeah, and for those that don't know, I think there was a lot of shock for you as well because it was the, your first ever time putting in a ballot for the London Marathon and people have been doing it for years and just have never been successful. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely not something that you expect with this sort of thing. And the London Marathon is definitely very picky. Well, not picky, but just just random. It's totally random.
1: And, you know, yes, as you said, people uh, we went out for dinner the other night with my friends who have been putting in ballots for the past couple of years. They haven't got in. I did it once, I got in. It's totally random and you know, I got so many comments from those videos saying, you know, oh, I can't believe you went in as a non-runner, you know, that will really annoy people who are runners. I'm really sorry if it did, but I am pumped to do this and I put, I put the money in, I said my word, I'm gonna do it. So to try and give me some hate on that, I think was very unjustified. But hey, if that's what helps you sleep at night, you're getting more sleep than me. So fine.
0: Haters gonna hate. <laughs> um, qu- last question from Abby. Is he feeling prepared? Abby says she's sticking to her training plan, but doesn't feel good about it.
1: Um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling prepared I'm feeling pumped I'm feeling ready I'm you know, I know earlier I said that I, I had a realization of like oh my god I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this I'm I'm past I am past that I'm confident that with the temperature dropping with the amount of people being there to cheer me on with Liz being there with me as well because running on your own is different to running in a group and I found that recently with running with the podcast listeners and the TikTok followers
0: oh um, you've got a couple of comments and... saying you are a runner <laughs>
1: Just the hydration backpacks. Stop. Um, you know, I, I I definitely feel as though running with the group. We just did three miles. We did a five k. We did it very casually, and our pace was actually pretty good. Mm. Well, yeah, pretty 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 good in my view. As in, you know, I. I Thought it was fast and, you know, everybody seemed comfortable. But I, for one, was still being able to talk. I was still able to, like, actually be comfortable running. And it was really surprising that running in a group just felt so much better than running on my own. So, yeah, I know I went off on a tangent. But in answer to the question, I am I am pumped. I am prepared. And I'm really, really sorry that you don't feel good about your plan. But that is absolutely fine. Because do you think mo farah looked at his plan when he was training for everything when he was you know going towards events and thinking yeah i can i'm i've got this but fine it's in the bag whatever no nobody nobody's fully prepared you know and you're doing everything right to prepare yourself and there's always that age-old saying of if you fail to prepare prepare to fail Mm. but you are not failing to prepare you are preparing and you're doing it all in the right way so keep it up because you're going to be fine
0: you can also do like everything right to prepare you can do every training run you can you know hit all your goals during the training and you can still have a terrible terrible race just because you can't control what happens on race day? You can't control the weather. You can't control how your stomach's feeling. You can't control, there's a lot of things that are out of your control. But what you can control is focusing on building that endurance during your training, building that strength. Highly recommend doing strength training workouts just to build up that strength within your body to keep you going for that amount of time. But also just, you know, practicing, you know, how you're going to fuel, how you're going to hydrate, and doing the most that you can to be as ready as you can to give yourself the best chance at having a good race day. But again, there are so many things, so many elements that are out of your control that no matter how much training you do, you can still have a bad race or, you know, you could be on the other side of that. And you can, you know, have had a bad training and you could have been really busy with work and you could have missed a lot of runs. But for some reason on race day, you happen to just get a jolt of energy and you're just like flying through the race. I've never heard of that. But, you know, it's just it's something to think about. It's just Even if you, you know, finish your training plan perfectly to a T, that is not a guarantee that you are going to have a great race day. It's a sad reality, but I have to be honest and say it because it's just, you know, it's a lot of, it's what a lot of people say. And it's just something that you you can't really control.
1: Can can I, can I just quickly divert back to something you did say about how your stomach feels? And it actually relays back to then the question that you had on there of what is my uh, nutrition, was it my nutrition plan? Or what's my fueling plan? Fueling plan. I've just had a thought. The day before, I'm gonna go and get a Costa Mocha.
0: Interesting. Can you explain to people about your
1: a Costa Mocha is my internal cleanse. <laughs> it will empty me.
0: It's basically where Jack goes when he's feeling backed up and he just wants to clear everything out. Like how others may, you know,
1: eat. What, what's that? What's that weird one where they have like water and like coffee and then lemon juice and stuff like that, and they like put it all together and then they drink that. That there's an internal shower, I think they were calling it. On oh, it's not coffee, it's chia seeds. I don't even know what they are. You do that, but just do it with a Costa Mocha. I even get the oat milk. I even get the thing that's meant to stop it, and still, Costa Mocha, just absolutely... I'm not even talking about the ones from the machines either. Those ones are, like, dastardly. I'd be on the floor for the whole marathon if I got a machine Costa Mocha. But I'm talking about just a barista-made... Costa mocha, I will be absolutely fine, and then I can carb a load hard after that because it will just be pure carbs in my stomach, nothing else. Like, that thing will be empty. Sounds good. (laughs) It's like it rings like a towel. Okay, before we
0: get into any further details about Jack's inner innards.
1: (laughs) um... My inner innards
0: do you have anything to say sort of last minute about
1: uh thank you everybody that's obviously joined the tiktok live very much appreciated and just a just a really big shout out actually to sophie who's been here the entire time so thank you um (laughs) i hope you enjoyed your walk and I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk a load of nonsense. But obviously a shout out to everybody that has joined this. It's, it's very And for
0: submitting reason. questions.
1: And for people for submitting questions, it's nice to know that people actually want to hear what I have to say, which is a very surprising thing. Because I know I can talk a hell of a lot about a load of different subjects, but I like to think that I've got quite a lot of experience in, in the ludicrous, you know, in the in the crazy, in the stupid and i got pumpkin spice a lot sophie's saying she got pumpkin but pump pump pumpkin spice lot. it's disgusting pumpkin spice what
0: all right i know gonna... it's an
1: autumn thing it's an autumn starbucks thing it
0: is okay. yeah first the season all right we're gonna wrap up this episode thank you to those who listened and who tuned in and thank you for the company and the content as well sophie All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, I will have links in the show notes to episodes mentioned, as well as how to connect with Jack. Also, a link to my fundraiser with Alzheimer's Society. I would love if you check that out as we are super close to the Berlin Marathon. But otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.